0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
4: Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. The much-anticipated Matt Eumann's appearance, Michael Lombardi. He's going to join us coming up in just about 28 minutes as we welcome you back. We do have football. Like I, I like to say, football's freaking back, and it does feel great. Las Vegas right now, laying two and a half. You know, our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM is reporting Close to 75% of the money in the bets, excuse me, 75% of the bets on the Raiders. And obviously, big-time under money, nine of the last 16 Hall of Fame games. Michael Lombardi have cashed to the under. A 33 opener down to 30 and a half. That's one. We do have a bit of breaking news I wanted to run by you. It doesn't have anything to do with gambling, but it is quite shocking. Nine and a half years for Brittany Griner in Russia. Nine and a half years wow. in prison. I, I, I don't know if you saw that, but I just this saw that. is... I mean, that is absolutely jarring as Brittany Griner, of course, WNBA player. She just got nine and a half years. That is absolutely one of the saddest stories you're going to see.
5: Yeah, and hopefully somebody can help this situation out. That is really sad, Patrick.
4: Yeah, that is unbelievable. That's just coming across right now. I wanted to ask you, Michael, about what happened with Stephen Ross because for me it came across a little convoluted, but I will tell you, that, you know, that 2023 first-round pick that he got docked, that's a big deal. So is 2024 yeah. getting a third-rounder docked, right? Steven Ross, yeah. the owner of the Miami Dolphins, suspended until October 17th, a million and a half dollars, but the draft picks are big here. What are you hearing on this suspension? Well, I, I think,
5: look, it, 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 it's pretty clear. The, uh, the other owner, Bruce Beale, was also fined a half a million dollars and is not allowed to go to owner meetings. He's the minority owner. He will become the majority owner of the Miami Dolphins if and when Stephen Ross retires or if he passes away. Uh, so that the, the, the succession plan is already in place. And Bruce Beal's best friend is Tom Brady. And so hmm. they're all Michigan men. This is all a yep. Michigan thing. And so there's kind of a, a confluence of going back and forth. And it's very challenging when the rules of the NFL say that you're not allowed to talk to somebody from another team, even though he's your best friend. It's, you know, but it happens after every game. You know, people are talking after the game. Or it happens at the combine. You know? So that being said, I, I think the, the real issue here, if you're a Miami Dolphin fan, is Stephen Ross is really active with your team. Like Steven Ross is not just some owner who's on his yacht in the Hamptons. Like he's involved. Right. You know he was involved with the Tua pick. He went out to Oregon. Like he's involved in everything that goes on. He went out to Oregon to watch the quarterback. He went to Alabama to watch Tua. He was going places. He's involved and he wants to be involved. And so this to me is just another example of his involvement. And and I think if you're a, a Dolphin fan, you see it now. Do I think they did? Yeah, I, I know they did. But what I want to raise the question to you, Patrick, is this: mm-hmm. What will happen now? You know, as they ruled that they were in violation of the integrity of the of playing of, of playing the win rule. Why weren't the Eagles uh, two years ago when they were when they were playing for a draft pick and they benched Jalen Hurts at halftime?
4: Wasn't that the same thing? Because Mike Tomlin stood up and said something, right? I mean, now, it's also nebulous, the ruling that came down, wasn't it? Because Stephen Ross put out a statement that said, I feel vindicated. We haven't been implicated as far as the findings don't find us to be guilty of intentionally tanking. But then if you read through the wording, there was some kind of, it was a nebulous nature as far as whether or not they were tanking, right? Right, no doubt, and and look, you know, they, they he was what he was saying. What
5: happens all the time? It's the same thing that they said in Philly. We'd rather have a better draft pick. Let's lose. Right. So they pulled the quarterback. You know, like how is what Philly did any different than what than it's what not. happened in, 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 in? so, if I'm Goodell and I issue that rule, I would have issued another paragraph saying, "This is a reminder to all teams in week sixteen and seventeen of the season that if you're not willing to play your players." Then you're going to be subject to this type of fine, and it would have helped us as better's as handicap. What's the hardest weekend for us
4: to handicap? That's a great point. That is a as the 17. season wears down. Yes.
5: Yeah, it's impossible. I'll put them on IR. We're going to play for next year. We'll get a higher draft pick. You know. Well, if the if the rules are you got to play to win, which is what you should do, then how do you how do you let the Eagles get by and not and 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 find Miami? What you find Miami, they did exactly what what the Miami wanted. They lost. You say, well, Miami was going to do it for the season. Well, the Eagles were doing it for a draft pick. I mean, essentially, the Eagles got a third-round pick from losing because they moved up far enough in the draft that it was essentially what it would cost you a third-rounder to move up.
4: And pardon me, I said Tomlin. I meant Brian Flores. Brian Flores stood up and said something. Let me ask you this. Do you think within football circles they consider what Flores said to be unsavory? Because it's almost like don't ask, don't tell in that scenario, right? Where it's an understood situation as opposed to something that's egregious.
5: Well, I felt like what Brian said was true, but I would never thought the team behaved that way. So, like, I think what the league reported was what I saw. I saw a team that was liquidating its assets, trade Fitzpatrick, do this, you know, get rid of, you know, make a Fitzpatrick, make this trade, trade, you know, all these guys, right? Trade Tunsil. Strip the team down. But they were trying to win. Do you remember Steve Young on Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh, how he ridiculed Miami for tearing the team down? And then they almost went out and beat Pittsburgh that day? You know, I mean, like they were trying. If you just watch football, they were trying to win. They weren't good enough, but they were trying to win. Like, I never doubted that. Like, I never doubted Flores' integrity in that. But I don't doubt that they were walking around the building saying, let's lose, let's tank, let's put Sam Hankey on these guys. You know, and Flores was trying to build a culture. Flores was trying to develop a winning attitude. You know, and let's face it, that year they beat New England. Cost New England and Tom Brady's last game in New England regular season. It cost them a chance to host a home uh, to, to to skip the wild card round. Think about
4: that. Yeah, I I guess what I'm asking you is, while Flores was doing what was right. Do you think it will hinder him? Because you've said a million times on the show, he deserves a head coaching job right now. Will this hinder him moving forward as far as getting another job? I don't see.
5: To me, he's, a, he, 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 he's got experience as a head coach. Did he make mistakes? There's no doubt. Five of the ten coaches that are new to the National Football League this year were former head coaches. Did they all make right. mistakes and why they got fired? There's no doubt. But they, they should be better the second time around. They should be improved. And with that being said, the same thing with Flores. You know, maybe he needs it. But I, you can see why now, based on what you, you read between the lines, how involved, how involved Stephen Ross was. You could see how Ross and Flores kind of butted heads because Chris Greer is a really nice man. He's not going to challenge anybody. You know, he's not going to, you know, so he's going to do what, what the owner wants him to do. So if, if the head coach isn't in compliance, they need to get rid of the head coach. You could see now why this move was made, Patrick.
4: By the way, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the Miami Dolphin love is legit, Michael Lombardi. Their win oh, total sitting at DraftKings at nine. They're now your second betting favorite in division at four and a half to one. Your Miami Dolphins.
5: Well, I, I mean there's a, I just saw this in the Miami paper this morning preparing for the show. It's like, you know, Tua now says, "I think the team really believes in me now." I mean, oh like goodness. like 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 what are we talking about here? Like they, you know, obviously they didn't believe in you last year if you're going to say that this year, right? You know, <laughs> "I think the team's all in with me." Like you think? Like if you're all in, nobody you don't have to tell anybody. Like the prettiest girl in school doesn't tell everybody she's pretty. Everybody knows it.
4: <laughs> we could write these preseason narratives of wash, rinse, repeat. Quarterbacks that struggled the year we, before we, says the team's all I, in the next year. I mean, it's wash, rinse, repeat, dude. Hey, it, last year we were, we were talking. I was losing my mind over the. Remember the Trey
5: Lance love that was coming out of San Francisco? Mm. Do, you, do you remember that? Of course. I mean, he was like, oh, my God, it's Trey Lance. He's unbelievable. He's sensational. We got people on our network think he's going to be the MVP of the league. You know, I got people in the league telling me they're not,
4: sure they're not even sure he's going to be able to get there. I don't even know if he's a starter. How could anybody uh, put cash down me? on him winning an MVP? We don't even know if he's a starter. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, there's a reason why Jimmy Garoppolo,
5: like, I don't know what's going on. Like, to me, you get to a point, right? If you're John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, you say, okay, we've tried to trade this guy since February. We've got nothing on the table. He's willing to do a pay cut. He's been cleared of a physical. Like, what's holding up a trade? You're like, all, I mean, literally, Kyle Shanahan went up to a couple teams at the owner's meeting and says, why aren't you interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, he was dumbfounded by it. And the coach was like, well, you know, I mean, like, we'll make a deal with you. Like, they're going to make it. Like, to me, the only reason they're holding on to Jimmy is they don't want him to go to Seattle.
4: We're going to come back and talk about Jimmy. Was that gamesmanship when Kyle was walking around saying, hey, what's up? You want a quarterback? You want a quarterback? I got one here. It's almost like he was an auctioneer. (laughs) He's trying to drum up business. It's like the guy in the
5: used car lot. You know, when you're in Alabama and you're driving, you see that guy in the used car lot. He's waving a flag. Stop
4: here. I got cars. (laughs) You know, like, come on. Hey, I got a question for you. Does Tua throw for 4,000 yards this year? I'm going to say no. OK, I'm going to say no. DraftKings has got he they've got him set at 39. 50 and a half, So, you know, forty nine yards, give or take. You think he but can stay 39. healthy?
5: Do you think Tua can stay healthy? That's the other question. Do you think he could stay healthy? I mean, now, I'm sure that probably Ross and the uh, have passed a rule that, well, he's wearing a red jersey to games and no one's allowed to touch him. I'm sure that's going to happen.
4: Right. He, he's got a thick trunk, but I'm going to tell you this. When I see Tua, I kind of see a dude that seems about my size. A little yeah, bit, he's like small. right around six foot, 180 pounds. Like, he's don't not play that big, either. man. I, I mean, Will Hill had
5: Mike Sando on his podcast. Mike Sando told him, he said, of all the quarterbacks that I ranked, there was debate on everyone except Tua.
4: And you worry about him in the pocket because
5: he doesn't play good. If you big, rush him, him the right way, he's not, not going to play good if you rush him the right way. Now, that being said, a lot of teams don't rush the right way because teams don't understand rush is more important than coverage how you rush is more important than coverage
4: i want you to think about this if miami had jimmy garoppolo would you be more bullish because i'm going to raise my oh, hand they, and this is not do to doubt are, to are you kidding
5: me they'll never do that oh my I god i understand Ross have... i'm
4: just i'm just saying jimmy's not next here
0: lombardi line <laughs> i'm
4: just saying Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM Sports. All your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted.specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today, or you can stop by any MGM casino on the strip ring, that state-issued ID, ready-to-place bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, Michael, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years old or older. gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. I'll repeat this as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. We've got football tonight. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Of course, Vegas and Jacksonville. I'll repeat this to Matt humans when he joins us, but I've got a group chat of friends that are debating his fast food rankings. So when it goes to the homies group chat, you know that humans is starting to spread his wings and he's going to join us, Michael, and come minutes. I, I can't minutes. wait. I mean, I, I've gotten a, but like some
5: people don't know any of these places. Like some of them are so not national or branded all over that, you know, like the, his number one from Chicago is, uh, you know, yeah. it's little known. There's a few of them in the, in the West, but they're not all known. So it's an extensive, list I I mean he goes deep and he's got a criteria because unlike the NFL he understands to evaluate you need a criteria or else you just wander around
4: (laughs) that's now now I understand why you're so obsessed with it because this is what you've done your whole life You you evaluate things and so when you see a list of evaluation when it comes to fast food it's the same as a player for you yeah, no doubt. You 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 know, like I say this all the time, you know, the FBI doesn't start
5: hunting serial killers by opening the phone book, right? They have a criteria that they're looking for. There's a there's a pattern. There's a system. It's the same thing. A limit, a, that's what drives me crazy about the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, Dick Vermeil's going to get into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Wonderful man. Great job in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, he brought a team from the ruins of, of what happened, you know, from the, the, the whole era and brought them back to where they lose to the Raiders. They were favorites in that Super Bowl by the way Brent Musburger will tell you that they were significant favorites in that Super Bowl the Raiders destroyed him but anyway and then he leaves he takes time off he comes back he gets the Rams to the Super Bowl Mike Martz had a huge role in that now Mike March is hired to come in there to fix the offense Jerry Rome had gotten fired so then he wins the Super Bowl retires then comes back to the Chiefs and really never makes the play loses the playoff game so his win percentage is lower than some of these guys that are getting in. I'm not saying Vermeil doesn't deserve to get in. I'm saying, how does he get in ahead of Holmgren? How does he get ahead of Clark Shaughnessy? How does he get ahead of, of Mike Shanahan? Okay, Because there's no criteria. At least my man Matty Humans,
4: if he's going to have to get his cholesterol tested, he had a criteria. This is the brilliance of Michael Lombardi. But I think in that little diatribe, you did compare McDonald's to Ted Bundy because you brought up serial killers and then you brought up fast food and then you brought up a head coach and then you brought up a former Lombardi line guest and that being uh, the former St. Louis uh, Rams head coach. So what the hell just happened there? Well, I mean, look,
5: to (laughs) to build a draft board, draft boards are about to find talent, to find the right answer, you must have elimination. You know, we we get the nostalgia of finding Mickey Mantle. You know, you're driving down a road. One sign says, "Go this way." You know, go to Cor- Cor- uh, Tom Corcoran, the Scout. One says, "Go to this town." The other, and he and he goes one way. And he finds Mickey Mantle like that. That's a, that's a nice story, but it's hard. Like elimination is the key to finding.
4: <laughs> you crack me up. If I told you that yeah. Tua's prop as far as passing yards over at DraftKings was thirty nine fifty. What do you think Trey Lance's would be? This is, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, it's not a gotcha moment, but Trey Lance right now, DraftKings, passing yards, prop. Last
5: year, San Francisco was 27th in the National Football League in passing attempts, meaning they wanted to run the ball
4: more. I would say it's 3600 Dude, you're so close. $3,500 and a half. So yeah. that's where they're sitting right now with Trey Lance. And I bring it up because... Jimmy Garoppolo has been cleared to practice. This is such a conundrum because mm-hmm. I mean, he could be end up get, he could end up getting cut, right? Because they need to save money well, on the cap. I don't think they want to cut him because they know he could sign in Seattle.
5: I think they're trying to do everything they they have to be. Like I wrote yeah. today, there's there's basically there's two there's two teams that have vacancy signs in their window for their starting quarterback, right? It's the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. Now they have competition from within, but the lot the the, the lights are on, right? The lights are on. There's competition there. You know, and, excuse me, Pittsburgh and Carolina. The lights are on, right? And, and so you got to make a decision. The same thing in Seattle. Now in New York, the lights are flickering a little bit because they won't admit that Daniel Jones isn't quite good enough, right? But they probably are looking. So. Let's call it four teams. Well, if you're the 49ers, you're trying to trade Jimmy to one of those four. Now the the, the Panthers don't want him; they've already solved that problem. They don't want to trade him to Seattle, so they're out. So now you're down to two teams: is it Pittsburgh, you know, or the Giants? What's your best guess? I, I think it'll be the Giants. I'm just guessing because at some point Brian Flores is excuse me Brian Dayball is going to come to the realization that. I don't think Daniel Jones, and I've said this how many times on the show, he doesn't play fast. When the game right. speeds up, he doesn't play well. When, it's a, when he could check the runners at first and third, he's good. But when he has to speed his game up, it's third down, and i got to play fast, it doesn't happen. It's the same thing I used to complain about Ryan Tannehill when he was in Miami. Now, when Tannehill went to Tennessee, that one year, he, was, he played fast. But the last two years, he's reverted back to the Miami Tannehill.
4: By the way, generally the market will tell the story. So last year, Michael, I I can understand Kittle, okay? A security blanket, a tight end. But last year, Debo Samuel, over 1,400 receiving yards, correct? 1,405, I think it was. Right. This year, you go over to DraftKings right now, his receiving prop is 950 and a half. That has everything to do with who's throwing him the football. No doubt. Look, the book's
5: not dumb. Like the book knows it's going to be hard for Lance to come in there in spite of the fact that he's you should bet him for the MVP is oh it's gosh. going to be challenging. You know, it's going to be challenging. It's it, first of all, it's hard to learn the offense. Part of understanding how to play football is getting him in the right play, putting him in what they, this has nothing to do with intelligence. This is everything to do with experience right? It's can you emotionally have the ability to make it? And this is what I was writing about today is can you do those things? See, if Jimmy's on the team, Kyle has a hard time standing in front of the team and tell them Lance is better. The players won't buy it. With Jimmy not on the team, he can do it. Now, what happens to Kyle is if Lance isn't playing well, then Kyle's got to step in and say, okay, for me to preserve my respect within the team, I got
4: to make a decision. Do you want to laugh? Do you want a good laugh on a Thursday before we get to Matt Humans? Right now, Trey Lance is sitting 40 to 1 MVP. And Kirk Cousins is 50 to 1. I mean, again, I, I mean, I'm that's not a putting joke. cash on that's Kirk a, Cousins, well, but, but come that's just, on, that's St. That, Jude's. Come on.
5: I think Coke. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a hell of a year. Kevin O'Connell. I think they're going to be better on offense with Kevin O'Connell. I think the Mike Zimmer wore himself out there, you know, and, and he coached the game defensively. His defense wasn't very good. I'll tell you. Today, I like a Anthony Barr signed with the Cowboys. Anthony Barr yep. was a good player at one time. Now, whether he's injured or not, but that's a good signing for the Cowboys. That'll free up. That that could free up Parsons to do different things on different
4: formations. That's an interesting signing. As training camp progresses, you've always talked about you love Jimmy G's character. But does this start to get awkward? Does this start to – is there a point of consternation here? Well, I mean, look, first of all, if
5: if he's – as I said earlier in the show, right? So it's a mathematical problem, right? Training camp is always a mathematical problem. You have so many reps that you have to distribute. And you know Trey Lance needs as many reps as possible, okay? So, with Jimmy on the team, he's not going to be on the team. So, why are we giving him any reps? So, you got a guy on the roster who's one of your 80, and he's not getting any reps. Right? So, he's standing off to the side. Nate Sudfeld's got to get the reps. Brock Purdy, the kid from Iowa State,'s got to get reps. And Lance has got to get 85 to 90% of them just to get him ready to go. So, like, that's why I don't understand. At some point, as an executive in the league, when you try to trade a guy – you finally get to the point, well, we can't trade him. We'll just cut him. He's a vested veteran. Let him go out and make his own deal. Well, you know, why not? I mean, you're not – what are you going to get, a seventh? What you? If somebody was going to offer you a first-round pick, now maybe they're waiting for somebody to get hurt, like what happened with, with, in Minnesota, and, you know, and, and Sam Bradford went for a first-round pick. Maybe they think that's what's going to happen.
4: So we ended last segment with me just saying. So I'm just going to say – wouldn't that Stefansky offense be perfect for Garoppolo? Perfect. I'm just saying. Well, it's the same offense. Saying. It's
5: the same offense. Remember, so Stefansky shows up in Minnesota. He's got Brad Childress. That's his first job. He learns the basics of the West Coast from Brad Childress. Then Kubiak comes in. So he learns the Shanahan Kubiak version of the West Coast. I mean,
4: Garoppolo could walk into Cleveland and make every call. I'm just saying. I think, it. it look, saying. I'm not saying that you, I feel like you think the Giants is a big potential. I think, I think potential. they all know.
5: I think they all know. The new staff, I think they all know that Daniel Jones isn't going anywhere. And I think they got to find a solution. The problem is the Giants don't have a lot of cap room.
4: I, I swear to you right now. Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo as a Lions fan. I'll take Garoppolo. It's, it's crazy how he's almost been undervalued now. Uh, wait, the perception of him is terrible, horrible. They kill him. It, thanks to a ball It also. really is. Perception's at an all-time high for our next guest, Matt Humans with the Fast Food Rankings. Coming up next here, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSEN, the Esports Betting Network.
0: Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
4: the college football guide is out. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSEN All Access subscriber. So right now, you can sign up early for a discounted rate. It's 175 bucks, but think about this as an investment. You get the college and pro football betting guides all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer. That includes Point Spread Weekly every Wednesday. So you get everything we offer, Michael Lombardi's articles. You get the fast food list over there for 175 bucks. That's a great investment. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. The College Football Betting Guide, it's like 300-plus pages. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we welcome you back here, Lombardi Line. Matt Humans is going to join us, host of VEASAN's The Edge, weekdays at 4 Eastern. It's funny, we're a betting network, Michael. Lombardi but year after year the most talked about the most discussed thing we do on the channel is Matt Human's rankings of the fast food joints isn't
5: it it really is it's amazing and the thoroughness that he gives us I mean the fact that he's able to span this entire continent as country and, and and dig out some <laughs> of these and I I'm, I marvel at it. I, I'm not a fast food guy, but I marvel at, at at Matt's ability to, A, work on the college guide as hard as he did and still be able to come up with this incredible list.
4: Matt Humans, <laughs> the floor is yours. Would you like to take your flowers and run with them? Go ahead.
3: Hey, it's always an honor to be on with uh, Michael Lombardi. And uh, as far as Patrick, man, it's good to see you back. Uh, you worked in uh, the Vegas studio for, what, two years? And I think I saw you in person three times. And then you moved <laughs> back to California.
4: <laughs> hey, Matt, I had a better chance of seeing you at a Taco Bell drive-thru than the music the, the <laughs> studios there at the South Point. I, I got to congratulate you because the way you wrote this year's list with the talk where you guys got flown to L.A. and Long Beach, it was incredible. Uh-huh. What has the reaction been like to this year's top 50?
3: Well, it's it's, a, it's crazy. It's, it's chaotic because uh, – so Many people have strong opinions on these fast food joints, and I say this is relevant to what we do at SIN in a way because so many betters are uh, frequent fast food joints. Uh, I mean, yes. we're on the go from one sports book to another. You know, we're not all lucky like Lombardi, we don't have a wife who cooks for us, uh, so we have to find ways uh, to fill in the blanks and uh, get all these meals. And uh, I make a lot, you know, at least four fast food stops a day. And uh, during football season, you're on the go, like I said, from one book to another. And uh, you have to have a roadmap or a, a scouting report on which places to hit so you don't waste your time at places like Taco Bell, which is very low on my list, by the way. I know it is. Uh, I, yeah, know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's funny, too, because this thing does get an incredible reaction out of people. The first time we did it with Mitch and Paul, obviously, it was a little bit different. It was 2020 during the pandemic, and we had two months without sports. And we're trying to come up. With ideas to create content, and uh, came up with this, and uh, the reaction to it was so strong. We're like, okay, we got to keep this going. So this is the uh, the fourth annual. I actually did one in 2019, but the 2021 is when it took off for obvious reasons.
5: But Matt, what what is the one fast food chain that has seemed to draw the ire of most people? Where it's ranked?
3: You know, that's a good question because. I, I get so many complaints, or I'll I have somebody. I just I, I agree with number two, but I hate number five. And then somebody else will say number five is uh, way underrated. Blah blah blah. Everybody's got different opinions. I think the one I would say is uh, In and Out Burger. And uh, Patrick, you can comment on this because uh, being a being in California, In and Out is very strong. I mean, it's a little bit of regional bias here on the West Coast, but uh, there are some people who. Absolutely love in and out Burger. Others who hate it and say there's no way it should be in the top ten. And uh, I I think I've got it in about the right spot at number eight. But uh, there's – I mean, I could give you a list of like uh, 10 or 15 places. I I had guys yesterday tell me, I can't believe you have Arby's number seven. No way that's top ten. And other people saying, Arby's should be in the top five. That place is great. So – Uh, You're not going to make everybody happy, you know that, with a list like this, but it's great to create debate and conversation and uh, things like that. Michael, I will ask you, I had somebody uh, tweet me yesterday, a professional sports bettor from Pittsburgh, and he said, have you ever heard of New Brighton hot dog shop in Pittsburgh? Apparently, he claims they have the best chili dogs in the world, and that uh, Tito Francona, the Cleveland manager, was in there last year, and he bought four dozen For his team. Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever heard of that?
5: No, I've not. No, because every time you go to Pittsburgh, there's that that sandwich shop that puts french fries on it that everybody goes to. I forget the (laughs) name of it. So I've not heard that one. You know, it's funny. I've been been addicted, Matt, to True South lately. I've been watching it on television, ESPN Plus, about the great Mm -hmm. Wright-Thompson. And how they travel on. And I saw this hamburger joint in, in Kentucky that looked incredible. But like in Jersey, we've got this one place called White Manas that's up in Hackensack that I think should be on this list, but nobody's, it's only one location, so nobody would go. Like when you put Freddy's Steak Burgers number two, like I've never been to Freddy's. Like I, I, and I've been to Wichita, I've been to Bill Parcells' school, you know, I've driven through the country. <laughs> I've never been there, I didn't even know what Freddy's Steak Burgers are.
3: Yeah, Freddy's has really blown up in the last five years. There's locations all over uh, the country now. Maybe not as many on the East Coast, like the, the spot you just mentioned in Jersey. I'd never heard of that, but like you said, it's one location. And uh, most of these are uh, on the top 50 list. Are going to be chains with a drive-through, and um, they, they have to be widely available for the most part. Um, yeah, Freddy's Steak Burgers came out of Wichita. A lot of great things have actually come out of Wichita. It's a it's an underrated spot, but uh, Freddie's has been on the rise. You remember how? I don't know if you recall how great Steak and Shake used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the eighties, uh, nineties, yeah, Steak and Shake was a spot, man. I used to love that. So twenty four hour drive through Steak and Shake's kind of faded. Uh, like I said, Taco Bell's faded, Steak and Shake's faded, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys have faded. And then you <laughs> yeah. have risers. You know, you have risers like the uh, the Buccaneers and the Rams and Freddie Steak Burgers that uh, are high in the rankings. Now, Patrick, I didn't get your opinion in and out burger top 10 or not.
4: Oh no. Eight is perfect. I, I absolutely love okay. in and out burger. I'm just going to say a couple things. One, I've been reading Matt humans for 20 years, sports pages back in the day. He knows what I'm talking about. So the fact that I'm talking to him about fast food restaurants right now, this is the guy that taught me how to bet. Secondly, I'm going to embarrass my father. Hi, Patrick. Can you ask Matt Humans about White Castle? Forty-one feels low, no? And a little background: My dad's a postal <laughs> employee. It was open twenty-four hours, so after they'd get off the night shift, they'd go to White Castle. My father is bitter at forty-one. Would you like to respond, Matt Humans? Oh,
3: yeah. White Castle is one of those. When Michael asked me about a uh, hot-button franchises that are, you know, hot topics. White Castle's one. Uh, that's another one. You either love it or you hate it. And when I was in my 20s and 30s, I went there quite a bit in Chicago. I was covering the Bears back then and uh, the Bulls. And like I said, always on the move. And White Castle's one of those spots late at night you could always hit the drive through And I loved it. I don't like it as much now. Uh, I would say the. it's interesting because Chris the Bear Felica from ESPN has White Castle in his top five. And I had it at 41, and I had people yesterday saying, there's no way White Castle should be in the top 50. Uh, I think right around, somewhere around, you know, high 30s, low 40s. Is where White Castle uh, deserves to be. It's really not high-quality food, Patrick. Come on. You have to <laughs> Whoa, no, that. it's not.
4: It's not. But you sleep on the cheese sticks there. <laughs> and, Dad, I got your question in. Michael, The it, well, you know what? Should we save one? You go to vsun.com to check out Matt Human's list because one is fascinating. Three is one that's popular everywhere. When I went to South Carolina, Chick-fil-A, was that an easy three for you, Maddie?
3: Well, Chick fil A was number one each of the past two years, but I tweaked my power ratings uh, formula this year (laughs) to put more of an emphasis. I did the the same, I kind of, the power ratings formulas I used to create for college football and college basketball teams, I kind of used that as a framework for the fast food. And I tweaked the power ratings formula this year to emphasize the importance of burgers a little bit more because I'm a burger guy, not a chicken guy. So uh, that's why Chick fil A fell to number three. But like I said, amazing customer service. Efficiency, always high food quality. Chick-fil-A deserves to be in the top five no matter what.
5: You know, as a as a Jersey guy, you know, subs are huge here. Like, I, You can talk to Ken or Des. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they come back here to help set me up here, I take them to a Vault Tacos. It's the greatest cheesesteak you're ever going to have. So when I see Jersey Mike's at 27, and I think the guy's incredible. All the money he donates, I do that. But that's not really an authentic Jersey sub. Like, if you lived here... You would uh, understand it. I think it's wonderful. I just thought 27 was a little high like if I could introduce you to Voltacos, Matt I, if I could bring it out there I would like I should send you a picture of it sometime <laughs> It's the most incredible cheesesteak you could ever have in your life so I, but there's only one location and Joey Tacarino closes after Labor Day so it's no <laughs> use in trying.
3: yeah you got to have more than one location next time I'm in Jersey yeah. let's go there because I want to try it. And I'll say this about Jersey Mike's. I think, uh, you know, what you, the point you make is obviously fair, but it, I think it blows away the other sub shops. And if you get a chance to go there, the big kahuna cheese steak is worth the trip. There Pramani
4: brothers in Pittsburgh is the name. Pramante brothers. Thank you, Patrick. One thing I Thank will say, the Matt humans okay. like, the fact that he actually is in good shape makes no sense whatsoever. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Like the dude's actually in good shape. How does this happen? I got fat reading the list. I gained ten pounds reading the list. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Humans two four seven on Twitter. Matt, you're the best. That's Thank good. you so much, man. Thanks, Matt. Hey, you bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, people take this serious. It is. It's great. He, I love it. He doesn't. He doesn't own it. plates. He doesn't own silverware. That's Matt Humans. Nope.
3: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one
0: yeah, contest. Yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like You see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that.
5: like that,
0: Ladies
6: and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game.
2: I remember you came out from crying, tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdrawals about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it?
4: Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem online with the bonus credits, free bet tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you'd, you can also convert those points into reward points that you can use towards dining, you know, shows, hotel rooms, all over the place. BetMGM, this is the best. I mean, I always say it's a credit card, like a loyalty program, but it's the best in the business. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Any questions, betmgm.com for the loyalty program. So, again, once you start talking at Michael Lombardi there in Jersey, I'm Patrick Maher here in Los Angeles as we go coast to coast. Once you start talking about Matt Eumann's list, it's just now I'm getting text after text after text. So Felika says, maybe you can reply, Michael Lombardi, Pepe's is better than Pramonti's in Pittsburgh. I don't know about either of them. I will say to you, in an out Burger, and I'm not a foodie, But when I eat In-N-Out Burger, I feel like I'm eating like a legit Bobby Flay hamburger. That's how much I don't know anything. Well, when I lived in
5: Los Angeles, I lived near the Los Angeles airport. And so anytime I would go to pick someone up at the airport, you know, I had a drive. The, I kind of went the back way into LAX, and there's that in and out burger right there as you enter the, the airport, right? Yes. You've seen it a hundred yes. times. I've never driven by it where there wasn't cars down the block. Like, it, the drive through was insane. And I'm not a fast food junkie. Like, I won't just, like, if I'm driving, I, it doesn't really, like, I'm not going to go. I, when I was on the road as a scout, you know, I would, I would, I was hitting grocery stores and buying chicken like a roasted chicken and take it back to the room so i could work you know as opposed to <laughs> going through a drive-thru and i I got mad when boston Ch- there was used to be called boston chicken when i came out i said this was my idea like to have these rotisserie chickens in a fast food place but so i give matt humans credit look anytime you make a list like my free agent, my blue chip and red chip list people are going to criticize you you know so what you know everybody has an opinion that's why we do these things
4: If you ever had now, my dad is asking if Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi have ever had Coney Island. Coney Island is very their hot dogs very specific to Detroit. I'm sure you've heard of them. Oh yeah. Look, they're nothing special to me, but people are obsessed in Michigan with Coney Island dogs. Well, you know,
5: I mean, dogs specifically are you know important. I mean, what's that pink hot dog place out there in Los Angeles? Oh, right now, yeah, yeah, Wilshire. Yep. Yeah, it still gets a ton of traffic going. I don't know if the dogs are any good, you know, but it still gets a ton. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the one good thing about, I think, that made diners driving and dives so much fun is because it brought you, you wanted to go to the place to check it out to see if it was real or real, it was authentic, if it was good, you know. They And so all these places in these little towns, that's what I love about True South. I don't know if you've watched True South at all, but they go to these kind of different places all over the South that are kind of interesting. I I had no idea Birmingham, Alabama was, was really started by a lot of Greek settlers and they have two incredibly great Greek restaurants in
4: Birmingham, Alabama. Who knew? Who, who I got to put the phone now every literally there's just message after, you know, people get passionate about fast food. I haven't seen the down South one. I used to watch the dinner and dives one all the time, which I loved. That does bring me to a very important question though. Are you out on Cooge?
5: No, I'm still on Couge. He's in Los Angeles. He just ripped the L.A. deli scene. I mean, he just had a bad sandwich that cost him $18. Oh, it no. was perfect. I mean, no, of course I'm still on Cooge. I couldn't get off Couge. He's tremendous. Okay. But, I mean, he calls it like he sees him. And why not? You know, he went to some deli in L.A. that wasn't very good. You know how that goes.
4: We've we we we've been talking about guests. for The Lombardi line, this football season is going to be amazing. We've been talking about special guests for the weekends. If Coosh doesn't make an appearance oh, he's on, going the to be on the Lombardi line,
5: the, oh, no he doubt. has to be on the show. There's no doubt he's going to make an appearance. Absolutely, because look, I think what we've learned in 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 just in in general is football and food go hand in hand, right? Like I, I never thought. If to me, the right pregame show should always be a, in a parking lot of a stadium with a bunch of food around, talking football because that's what we do. That's what it is. Football and food—they go hand in hand. So yeah, we got to have Kujan to talk about break down the Staten Island fu- food and break down New York City. He'll have it handled
4: with his diet cokes. Gosh, that with guy DCs. makes me laugh. Um, I i we're, we'll get off it now, um, but. I will say, you and I aren't big fast food guys, but if I ate like Matt Humans, I, I, I would have to be over 300 pounds, right? That's genetics. If you're eating four times a day fast food, like, and you're not fat, like you got good genetics.
5: I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you haven't got your blood. I mean, like, I just looked at that list and gained weight. Like, it's just <laughs> hard. I mean, I can't do it. Like I, I can't function that well. My metabolism doesn't go like Matt's does. But he's constantly on the go. I mean, if there ever was a man that you know, the old odd couple show, Oscar Madison, you know, kind of like all over the place, great heart, smart, writes great columns. You remember that old show? Of you course. know, that, that's Matty Humans. I mean, you know, there's stuff. He pull a tuna fish sandwich out of anywhere.
4: Okay, this this will shock, let's give the better something to look for tonight. This will shock some casual observers, but those in the know, if you know, you know, when the NFL went from 16 to 17 regular season and they lost a preseason game, professional sports betters were, part of my language, they were pissed because this is where they find an edge, right? This is an opportunity to take advantage of the books because you have the same information. That brings us to tonight. Vegas and Jacksonville, it's raining there, it's humid there, but I think it's going to clear up by tonight. Vegas is up to 2.5, Michael, and we got a a 30.5 on the total.
5: Well, I think, look, you know, I I think this is going to be – Jacksonville started much later than Vegas a couple days later. Uh, You know, I don't know what their practice routine will be. Jake Luton, you know, with the backups and all that, with all the skill, if you look at the rosters – You know, I think there'll be a little bit more of an execution. Whether Jarrett Stidham plays well or not, I don't know that for sure. But you would think that just because of – the continuity, Stidham having been in the offense in New England, he knows it, he can execute it, and their backups look better on paper than Jacksonville's backups do. So on paper, I would say that. Plus, I like the fact that it's under three, and with Carlson kicking and there's no backup kicker, You know, he's going to make pretty much whatever it has to make. So, and the field won't be a problem because it's astroturf. The stadium's really nice. Uh,
4: it, it should be a, a decent track. Can I give you a prop that Trevor Lawrence and CJ Beathard aren't going to play? So that brings us to Kyle Slaughter and Jake Luton. Uh, Slaughter has been, he's been dominant in pre 12 preseason games. Check this out. Averaging 102 passing yards, 74% completion rate, 11 to one touchdown interception ratio. He's been awesome. I got a prop set at 75 for passing yards. He's going to see a lot of that second half. I'm going to go over on the 75 for Kyle Sloter.: I would
5: go there. I would go there. I mean, look, I don't think the you know, look, I one thing we know about the game, they move the ball. The problem is that it usually it results in turnovers. I mean, it isn't That's like right. it goes three and out punt, three and out punt. I mean, teams move the ball. They just turn it over. They make mistakes because the execution and and it shouldn't be great. I mean, this is the real first time we've played football. You know, we've drilled football, but we haven't played football. So... It'll be fun to see. It'll be great. You know, we'll, we'll get to experience it, and we'll have Mike Tarika and Chris Collinsworth talking
4: to us, so it'll be great. Don't you, don't you just – look, I know you don't have the volume up much, but tonight I'm going to have it up just to hear the fans, just to hear the broadcast. Like, yeah, me too. It's I back.
5: think I will too. Yeah, I mean, I won't – yeah, and, and I think the thing is, what, what really makes me happy tonight is we are now on path to have football every weekend. Even when we don't have it Labor Day weekend, we have college football. So from this point forward, every weekend now until February, we will have a football game. You may not like it. Will Hill will complain about the scheduling. It's certainly that he always does. But we will have a game, and we can get into a routine.
4: All right. I'm going to embarrass you. Let two minutes to go. You know you've gotten comfortable with your son's success when we do a two-hour show And you don't even mention this will officially be your first son's game as an offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas. I mean, he's 33 years old. This is unbelievable.
5: No, it's exciting for him. And, you know, obviously with Josh McDaniels there and, his, and he's going to have a tremendous day because they're going to donate a road and name it after the McDaniels family. So that's really – and he's coming home. But for Mick, this is a great opportunity to just continue to advance his career. I think he was brought up under the ideology of the more you do, the more you get, right? And so if you could do a good job in this job, you're going to keep getting more. And that's that's his mindset. And I talked to him today, and I think they're all excited about the opportunity that awaits them As they try to get this team going, you know, the emotions of training camp always kind of ebb and flow. You had a good practice, had a bad practice, though. We had a good practice. You know, now you get to the games and you get a chance to see what your work has become.
4: Life is short. Life is fleeting. These moments don't happen often. You and Millie should be very proud. That's awesome for the the Lombardi family. Quickly, on the game, we just got under a minute. Do you have a lean? Do you have a lean on the total Uh, 30 and a half?
5: I go under the total. I think I I would take – I'd lay the points to Jacksonville. And as Kirk Vonnegut said, if this isn't great, what is, right? So if this isn't great, what is? uh, I'm And looking forward to football tonight because it's great.
4: Michael, have a great Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Patrick. Michael's got an article. If it's if it's been edited enough, it's gonna go up at vsin.com. Michael's got a great new article. I read it early today. Don't forget the college football betting guide, vCN.com slash subscribe, is up there as well. Thank you to everybody back there. That being Kevin and Matt Santos and everybody downstairs. Enjoy it. It's back football officially through February. It doesn't get any better than that. Odds-ons coming up next here on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.